0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Charts with Dan. We are on Tuesday this week because of the four-day Martin Luther King Jr. holiday. But as timing would have it, it turns out that Spider-Man No Way Home actually crossed a very important box office milestone yesterday, so the timing wasn't so bad after all. Thank you for joining me. Just a reminder that if you like what you're watching and you want to take it with you as an audio podcast, I have all of those links in the description below for my podcast channel. Spotify, Stitcher, Apple, wherever you listen, there's probably availability there. So you can check those links down in the description below. Also, a programming note: for the first time, I'm going to be covering a film festival this upcoming week. Sundance has gone completely virtual this year due to the surge in the pandemic, and so I will be covering. I think it's something like 20 movies I'll be watching between this Thursday and next Wednesday. So stay tuned here on the channel for some stuff. Maybe looking forward to what we're going to be seeing at Sundance. Definitely a wrap up after Sundance of some of my favorite films and. then perhaps even a review or two or a couple of little pods in the middle of the festival. I'm super excited. Covering a film festival is something that has always been at the top of my list of what I've wanted to do. And even if I can't go this year, it's really, really fun to be covering it. I also want to take a moment, as always, to thank my partners here on Charts with Dan, Carbon Health. They are committed to making healthcare affordable and available. You can check the Carbon Health app to see if there is somewhere near you. It's especially helpful if you're traveling and you feel like you need medical attention. If you need a Covid test or a vaccination. You can find all of those services at any carbon health location. And I want to thank them as always for being partners with me here on the show let's look at the box office and we will start with the three-day weekend so this is friday through sunday and this was dominated by the other big box office story this week which is scream one of those rare revivals that's been a critical hit seems like it's been a hit mostly with audiences and a box office success because it was number one over the three-day weekend with just over 30 million dollars that's a good result when you look at what everything basically outside of spider-man no way home has been doing recently but it's particularly good when you look at the budget this movie was budgeted in the low to mid $20 million range. That's right around where Scream 2 and Scream 3 were budgeted, and that's prior to inflation. So if you're going to take inflation into account, this movie probably had the lowest budget of any Scream film since the original back in 1996. So you take the opening that it had, about $30 million, you apply it to the fact that it was a very responsibly budgeted movie, and I think what you're going to have here is one of the rare movies in the pandemic era that's going to be profitable through theatrical release basically in the theatrical window of course you have marketing and promotion etc any back-end deals that were made with the cast to consider but even then that low budget is making this uh, good opening look even better and when you look at the franchise openings scream was also right in line with the more successful uh, sequels in the series you see the highest opening for any scream film was scream 3 with 34.7 million dollars followed closely by scream 2 with 32.9 million dollars of course those numbers would go up if you adjust for inflation then we have 2022 scream with 30 million dollars a marked improvement over Scream 4, which came out uh, a little over 10 years ago, $18.6 million. You see the last place opening back in 1996 was Scream, the original, although that was on a very unique uh, release schedule for a film of its type. It opened in smaller release, it rolled out as time went on, uh, it increased its box office take in its first few weekends, so this is not really an apples-to-apples comparison, but you see Scream falling right in line with the franchise, not one of of those cases where uh, we see a long layoff and then uh, a movie falling well short of what the franchise had laid out, like we saw with The Matrix Resurrections. So a good start for 2022 Scream. It got about a B-plus cinema score, which when we're talking about something like a, a Marvel movie, uh, a big blockbuster film, is a very kind of wishy-washy, mediocre score. When we're talking about a horror film, how many times have we said the horror audience is very difficult to please? A horror film, especially one at a lower budget point like Scream, to get a plus that's actually not a bad result so we will see how the movie does in the next weeks to come there is traditionally a big drop off with horror particularly at the box office there's not really any competition this weekend coming up so if we don't see that big drop off between week one and week two on scream that means that word of mouth uh, is pretty positive that's going to be something to watch going into next week so 30 million dollars for scream over the three-day weekend it unseated spider-man no way home which was in second place with $20.1 million, Sing two slides to third place with $7.9 million, and then a very close race between the 355 and the Kingsman, Uh, less than $50,000 separating them when you look at the three-day weekend. And actually, when we look at the four-day weekend numbers, the Kingsman and the 355 actually swap spots, although I haven't, as we're taping this, gotten final, final numbers on the Kingsman, so it's possible it could be closer than that, but I'm guessing it probably sticks to number four there so just over those four days the Kingsman actually taking in a little bit more money than the 355 the other thing that swapped you see Scream obviously still the number one film with 33.8 million dollars Spider-Man No Way Home the number two film with 24.6 million dollars but on Monday Spider-Man retook number one from Scream so Scream was the number one movie for Friday Saturday Sunday yesterday on the Martin Luther King Day holiday proper Spider-Man was once again the number one film so you see this is a movie that is not going to go away anytime soon. And depending on how Scream holds up, it's possible that Spider-Man could, could return to number one this upcoming weekend. I don't necessarily think that's going to happen, but it is certainly a possibility. And there was some box office uh, history that was made with Spider-Man No Way Home. Over yesterday in particular, the numbers from yesterday put it over the top in a few different areas. The most remarkable being it bested the gross of Black Panther to become now the fourth highest grossing film domestically of all time. It now trails only Star Wars, The Force Awakens, Avengers Endgame, and Avatar. I don't think it's going to overtake any of those three. I don't think it's got $58 million more left in the tank. I could be wrong, I could be very wrong, but uh, I think that this is where we're going to see it end up at number four. When we look at the highest grossing MCU films domestically, the fact that it overtook Black Panther also means that it is now the second highest grossing Marvel film of all time with $702.5 million. And the thing to consider with this film, and, and I, you know, I've said it before on the show, is this was done at a time uh, during a pandemic in the last two, three weeks during a surge in the pandemic. What numbers would this film have done uh, without any of those considerations? Because you know that there are some people that did stay home or perhaps did not go back to a theater. Um, I don't think that it would have bested Avengers Endgame for the highest grossing Marvel film of all time, but it is pretty staggering to think about what kind of numbers this film would have put up uh, in quote unquote regular times. This is probably the last time we'll look at this chart, but it just kind of goes to show you how it was able to best both Black Panther and Avengers Infinity War. This is the day by day gross for Spider-Man No Way Home and you see it was able to pull away from Black Panther, it was able to pull away uh, from Avengers Infinity War that grey line though is the Avatar line it's just so interesting to watch it as that movie just kept going up and up and up it was one month into uh, its uh, domestic release and yet it still had almost uh, 250 million dollars left to put in the bank, so Avatar one of those movies that had such a unique box office track. Another chart that we've been looking at for a while, the top Sony Films adjusted charts. So these are adjusted for inflation. Spider-Man No Way Home has been the top grossing Sony film of all time for quite some time, but now it officially overtakes Close Encounters for the third time to become the highest grossing film from Sony Pictures of all time adjusted for inflation. So when we look at what Spider-Man No Way Home has done for Sony, it is their top grossing film worldwide. It is their top grossing film domestically. It is their top grossing film domestically adjusted for inflation. So any way you cut it. Spider-Man No Way Home for Sony Pictures is the most successful film they have ever released. Again, pretty notable given the times that we're in. This is something else that we've been tracking, which is where Spider-Man No Way Home ranks on the all-time domestic list adjusted for inflation. It has passed The Dark Knight. It has passed 007 uh, Thunderball, one of Sean Connery's original James Bond films. You see that it is now just below Black Panther adjusted for inflation. It's going to pass a Black Panther. It will soon pass Jurassic World to enter the top 30 all time domestically adjusted for inflation. So that is also gonna be interesting to see. Where does it settle on that all time list? This is one of those lightning in a bottle type movies that people are still seeing, they they can't stop talking about. And the money train's not gonna stop. It's still gonna roll in uh, when it comes out for rental, when it comes out for on demand, when it comes out on 4K, Blu-ray, et cetera. This is gonna be a massive moneymaker for Sony uh, and also for Marvel because they get a cut of these profits as well. Uh, This is going to be a massive moneymaker for both of those studios for quite some time. When we look at the per theater average, Scream takes over from Spider-Man No Way Home with about an $8,200 average per theater. That was about on par with what Spider-Man earned theaters last week uh, when it was in its fourth week in theaters. But still theater's very happy to be selling a lot of tickets for movies. That means that of every theater, 3,664 of them that showed Scream, they made about 8K per theater. So, uh another good recovery weekend for theaters as they try to get back on track. Looking at movies that were in less than 1000 theaters or 1000 theaters or fewer, the limited or specialty box office, Licorice Pizza remains on top by a lot. It has dominated this chart for 2 months ever since it originally opened and another $879,000 added to its pot. It is still under uh, 1,000 theaters, so it has not breached that 1,000 theater barrier yet. Parallel Mothers moves up to number two in 49 theaters with $119,000, followed by Drive My Car, which has been building slow momentum in 65 theaters at $76,000. 83, still in 94 theaters, brings in another $74,000, and Red Rocket continues its limited run in 82 theaters with another $40,000 dollars. Something that we started last year that we're going to continue doing is to track the box office progress week by week. We Last year, we're comparing it to 2019's box office versus 2020's box office. This year, we're going to be looking at the 2022 box office versus 2020 and 2021. And what we're seeing, this little green line right at the very top uh, of the chart here is what we've done so far. And as you can see right now, we are far behind where we were at the Beginning of 2020, in the weeks before theater shut down at the very beginning of the pandemic. And looking at the schedule ahead and where we're going, um, it's very possible when we look at things like week five, we have movies like Moonfall uh, and Jackass, the fourth Jackass film. It's possible that those grosses could combine to bypass that week in 2020. But if that doesn't happen, then the best bet is probably week nine. When we look at week nine, that is the first week of March. That's where back in 2020, theaters began to shut down due to the pandemic. And it's where here in 2022, the Batman is going to be released. The box office only needs to beat at about $100 million to bypass the 2020 take. I think it's very obviously going to do that. So if the 2022 box office hasn't bested where we were two years ago by week nine, then I think it's almost assured unless something drastic happens that we're going to see that happen in week nine. And it's kind of fitting because that's that's almost precisely where things fell off the cliff so it's going to be interesting to chart this and also to see just how are we doing versus 2021 are we improving on what 2021 did are we tracking it about the same do the patterns continue this is a long road to recovery and it's going to be interesting to continue tracking this and i will continue tracking it throughout the year Before we turn to the international box office, I wanted to take just a moment to thank the sponsor for today's show, Athletic Greens. 2022 is going to be a year where I'm focusing on my own health. And part of the reason why I started taking Athletic Greens is because I'm particularly focused on gut health, on digestive health. It's something that I need to improve, uh, that my doctors told me last year was something that was a critical need for me. So that's one of the areas that I am trying to improve as we go into this year. And Athletic Greens, amongst its many ingredients, vitamins, probiotics, you name it, is great for gut health. And it's something that I actually look forward to in the morning. If I'm in a hurry, I can just throw some in some water and drink it down. But this morning, for example, I threw in uh, some bananas, some fruit, a little bit of orange juice, some ice, mixed it up into a great smoothie. It was a delicious breakfast. It's actually one of those supplements. You don't dread it, you don't hold your nose and drink it. There's so many different ways to enjoy it, either on its own or as part of something like a breakfast smoothie it's part of my daily routine now that I actually enjoy doing a lot of people including myself take multivitamins every day but it's important to choose one with high quality ingredients that your body will actually absorb athletic greens has all of that and more it also supports better sleep quality and recovery and if you're talking about cost it's less than three dollars a day and it's cheaper than getting all of these different individual supplements yourself it's been a really great incorporation into my daily routine and to make it easier easier for you. Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com Dan. Again, that's athleticgreens.com Dan to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. And I want to thank Athletic Greens for sponsoring today's show. Let's turn now to the international box office. These are all of the markets that are outside the US and Canada, what we call the domestic box office. And Spider-Man No Way Home is the number one film internationally with $33.4 million. Scream is at number two with $18 million, followed by The Matrix Resurrections with $11.1 million, The King's Man with $10.2 million, and Sing 2 with $8.4 million. So when you combine the international numbers and our domestic numbers, we get the top movies worldwide, and Spider-Man No Way Home is still the number one one film in the world with another 54.2 million dollars scream though very close behind $48.6 $48.6 million. Again, that's about double its budget. So a good start just in the first week for Scream Worldwide. Sing 2 is at number two with $16.7 million, followed by The King's Man with $12.5 million, and The Matrix Resurrections with $11.9 million. One thing that a lot of people asked me about was when we look at the overall worldwide top 10, the fact that Spider-Man is in there, but a lot of people saying, well, Spider-Man does not have a Chinese release. What would the numbers look like for films if you excluded the numbers that they got from China? And that's actually a really good question. The answer is that the top five would look exactly the same. If you take what the totals were, you take out what it made in China, the top five stays the same, but Spider-Man actually moves up to number six from where it is currently. So when you take the Chinese grosses out of Jurassic World and 2019's Lion King, Spider-Man No Way Home actually bests them, which it may eventually do anyway. But that was very interesting. It's not a huge improvement for No Way Home. But at the same time, uh, it does bump it up a couple spots on the all time worldwide list. When we look at the year, and the year is very young domestically at the box office, Scream is now the new domestic number one for 2022 with 33.8 million dollars, followed by the 355, which drops down one spot. The animated film Bell, which I also saw this past weekend, I quite enjoyed it, is at number three with 1.6 million dollars. It opened this weekend as well. Aileen, which is a Celine Dion documentary, it's generated a little bit of controversy, is at number four with 587 thousand dollars. It wasn't on last week's list because it's kind of tough to parse out what counts what doesn't count when did something open when did it not open and where Uh, so that is now on the 2022 list c for me is at number five with forty thousand dollars Followed by Who We Are, which is a documentary about the history of racism in the United States that comes under the charts with $24,000. Sparks, the Ken Sparks stories at number seven with $17,000. And congratulations, Italian studies. You've only made $3,400, but you're one of the 10 highest grossing movies of the year so far in 2022. Enjoy being on that list. When we look at the worldwide box office, again, this is very difficult to parse as far as getting information in. This is as complete as I can make it. And I've pulled this from about three different sources first of all we have a chinese film called another me which is number one with 61.4 million dollars that was not on my initial chart last week because according to my initial research another me was slated to open on december 31st i think i even had it in my box office roundup for that week however when i investigated further apparently the official date was pushed to january 1st the cynic in me and i don't think this is unfounded perhaps says that it was pushed one day so that there would be a chinese film at the top of the box office at the beginning of 2021 instead of there not being one but all the information i could find was that the official release date for another me was pushed to january 1st so it is now the number one movie of the year scream though very close behind at number two with 48 million the 355 at number three an indian film called bangaraju is at number four with 8.2 million dollars at number five is a movie that was on the list last week although under a different name Katuri city adventure again with more uh, investigation i found that that was apparently the real name for that movie the south korean film the policeman's lineage drops down to number six an italian film called belly chow is at number seven back to Love is at number 8, dropping down three spots, and then another Chinese film, Manchurian Tiger at number 9, and another film from South Korea, Special Cargo at number 10. Before we look at the streaming charts, I always like to do a flashback to a previous year in box office history, and we're going to go back 25 years to 1997 when there was another scream in the box office top five, but it was not number one. The number one film was actually the Penelope Ann Miller supernatural horror film, The Relic, opening at number one with $9 million. Evita in its third week was at number two with $8.3 million. The John Travolta film, Michael, was in third place with $8.2 million. Then we see Scream in its fourth week with $7.4 million as it continued an impressive box office run. And then in its fifth week, on the way to several Oscar nominations, Tom Cruise and Jerry Maguire with $7 million. Before we go, as always, I want to look at the streaming charts, and we will start with Amazon. Not a whole lot of change on this chart. Sing 2 is at number one. Ghostbusters Afterlife at number two, available for purchase. Venom Let There Be Carnage, available for rental, at number three. A Journal for Jordan, the sole new film on this chart, available for premium video on demand, at number four. Followed by No Time to Die, Free Guy... King Richard, available premium video on demand, Spider-Man Far From Home, The Amazing Spider-Man, and Sing, so Sing with two films on the Amazon chart. However, when you look at the iTunes charts, there were some additional changes. The top three are the same. Sing 2 is at number one, available premium video on demand, followed by Ghostbusters Afterlife and No Time to Die eternals is available now on disney plus also available for purchase on itunes it comes in at number four followed by venom let there be carnage then 2021's dune returns to the chart followed by spider-man far from home then a return from free guy and spencer at numbers eight and nine and the french dispatch stays on the chart at number ten Let's turn now to Netflix and we are combining the way that I've been looking at Netflix. So we're first going to look at the most watched movies and series globally and then the most watched movies and series here in the United States. And this is data that covers the week of January 3rd through the 9th. Don't Look Up remains the number one most watched film at number one, followed by Mother Android at number two, a new film on the chart. The Lost Daughter and Back to the Outback stay on the chart at numbers three and four. The Wasteland on the chart at number five, followed by The Unforgivable and Red Notice. Then we get a couple of non-Netflix originals, the Adam Sandler comedy, Just Go With It, and The Rock in Journey to the Mysterious Island is there at number nine. Then we have the Netflix original film Seal Team at number 10. Looking at the overall top 10 most watched series on Netflix, Cobra Kai, easily the most watched anything on Netflix with over 107 million hours watched. Season 4 in its second week stays on top, followed by Stay Close at number 2. Entering the chart is Café con Aroma de Mujer season 1 at 82.9 million hours watched, followed by The Witcher season 2, so people still catching up with the witcher and then emily in paris season two Rebelde season one and manifest season one both making debuts on the most watched global charts manifest not yet a netflix original this is people going back and watching the original episodes that aired on broadcast television the witcher season one is at number eight followed by the queen of flow season two at number nine and then a new series singles inferno season one at number 10. And finally, turning to the most watched movies and series here in the United States, Don't Look Up is at number one. Journey to the Mysterious Island moves up to number two here in the United States, followed by 2005's The Longest Yard, starring Adam Sandler at number three, Just Go With It at number four, the Ben Affleck film The Town at number five, followed by The Lost Daughter at number six, and then four studio films rounding out the top 10, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory at seven, Dark Shadows at eight, Rise of the Guardians at nine, and first sunday at 10 so only two netflix originals don't look up and the lost daughter on the 10 most watched movies on netflix that's the first time in a while i think it's because the netflix release schedule has slowed down just a little bit uh they're they're kind of reloading their guns uh, for 2022 opening the door for some more of these hollywood films to be in those top 10 spots and then finally looking at the most watched series on netflix in the united states cobra kai season four at number one stay close at number two the witcher season two at number three queer eye at number four emily in paris season two at number five the witcher season one at number six cobra kai season one at number seven and cobra kai season three at number eight And then if you look down at number 10, Cobra Kai season two. So all four seasons of Cobra Kai currently occupying a spot on the 10 most watched series on Netflix in the United States. And then at number nine, oh, it's like the warm embrace of an old friend. Coco Melon Season Four, the ninth most watched series on Netflix in the U.S. for the week of January 3rd through the 9th. So the kids are back in school. By God, throw Coco Melon back on that TV. Entertain them. I've heard from so many parents saying, "I know that you may be a, a little bit confused by Coco Melon, but it's apparently a lifesaver for people uh, with young kids." So no wonder it's back there on the top ten. So that does it for charts this week. Not a whole lot coming out in theaters this upcoming weekend. There's a romance called Redeeming Love that opens this weekend, but there's also a movie that I'm gonna check out out of sheer curiosity. It's called The King's Daughter. It stars Pierce Brosnan and Kaya Scodelario. And this movie was filmed in 2014, Paramount Pictures was set to release it in 2015, April 2015, which when you think about it, that was two presidents ago. That was no new Star Wars movies ago. It pulled the release just weeks before the movie came out because apparently the movie needed more time for post-production. And then it has been bounced around between different distributors for almost, what, seven eight years now it is finally opening this weekend and I, I i have to go see it why now why in theaters so many unanswered questions so i'll be checking out the king's daughter if it's something truly special you may see something about it here on the channel or on the podcast network also as i mentioned stay tuned for updates from sundance as i take in those films it is going to be a buffet of movies there's a couple days where i'm not really sure where i'm gonna get sleep but i'm also super excited to be doing a festival because this has been on my to-do list forever and I wasn't able to do it before now. Part of this new freedom allows me to do things like just say, I'm going to spend four days watching Sundance movies. Hereditary came out of Sundance, one of my favorite movies ever. Coda, which is getting a lot of buzz in the awards scene right now, came out of Sundance. Maybe the next big hit might be right there. I'm gonna be keeping my eyes peeled and I'll be sure to keep you updated on anything new and exciting that I see. Thank you so much for watching. I wanna thank Athletic Greens for sponsoring the show. And as always, I wanna thank my partner, Carbon Health, for presenting the show. I will be back later this week with news, reviews. Who knows? There's a lot of film stuff coming down the pike. Stay tuned right here to the channel. Thank you so much for watching. Stay safe, and I'll see you next time. Bye.